Wake up at Holiday Inn Express to a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. Count on all the hot, fresh coffee you need and an incredible breakfast buffet that has something for everyone, like eggs, cinnamon rolls, and even hot, fresh pancakes with all the toppings you crave. Next time, do yourself a favor and stay at a Holiday Inn Express with a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. So, when you wake up at Holiday Inn Express, you'll wake up happy, a part of IHG Hotels and Resorts. At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is a source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. This is an official download from thecustardtv.com. Ho, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Custard TV Christmas special. It's our Christmas party, basically. We were originally going to plan to do a original recipe edition of the Custard TV, uh, because Gary's here, everyone. Hello, everybody. Is that all we get to? Ho, ho, you did the ho, ho, ho. You've taken away the Christmas greetings there, man. Dawn's here. How are you, Dawn? <laughs> I'm becoming the ghost of the Christmas custard TV. I'm the ghost of Christmas future and the ghost of Christmas present. I was going to say, was this just Dawn in the quantum mania? Well, Gary's the ghost of Christmas past, definitely. Yeah, definitely. There we go. And I don't know, is that make you Jacob Moley, Mo? <laughs> <laughs> Possibly. I will be up front and say I'm... Not necessarily in the best of Christmas spirits, you know, and I'm just kind of floating around haunting everyone and haunting everything. You know, I I pop up from time to time on this show, Transatlantic Ghost. This is our very loose Custard TV Christmas podcast special. Uh, I am rocking a Christmas jumper. It is a um, Nakatomi Plaza uh, Christmas party 1988. If you get it, you get it. Not a Christmas film. Dawn is rocking a very nice... What's on your jumper, Dawn? It's just that it's a little special, thank you very much, from the middle aisle. (laughs) Polar beers and Christmas puddings on it. Now, Gary has one Christmas jumper, and he's saving it for Christmas Day. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand the resentment against it. If I wore that today, and nobody sent a memo out saying this was a Christmas party, by the way, I don't know that I could get it washed and dried and ready for rotation again on Sunday. So okay. Fair enough. I'll let you off. And Thanks. Mo, as he said, is just not in the Christmas spirit at all. <laughs> wow. He's sitting, there, he's sitting there in the dark with his lump of coal. <laughs> and I'm actually also um, on the on the booze as well. I've got a hot apple cider. Oh my! This could go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see how this goes. I've had conversations certainly with Dawn um, in the future because we've already yes. <laughs> recorded a podcast to go out this weekend. But what's your sort of Christmas viewing schedule like, Dawn? Christmas TV was a uh, central around top of the pop Christmas Day. But obviously that's not happening. We're a bit sad about that. And Doctor Who, no Doctor Who special this year either. So that's a bit rubbish. But I am watching as many classic Christmas sitcom specials as is humanly possible. I've already watched Good Life and Forage, yet to catch up with uh, To the Manor Born and One Quick Degree and Vicar of Dibley, got to watch them, and Gavin and Stacey. It's all the classics. Um, All the classics, nothing yeah. nothing new. Uh, I'm looking forward to The Detectorists most, because I love The Detectorists, and Ghosts on Christmas Day, that'll be good, and uh, mo- uh, not Mum, <laughs> Motherland. I knew it was something to do with mothers. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have, like, the TV on live throughout the day sort of thing you you'll sort of no, pick and choose what to watch we used to do when i was young we always had it on christmas morning you know no ledman's whatever schmaltz thing he was doing that year <laughs> and then uh top of the pops and we were always eating while top of the pops was on we ate our christmas dinner quite early 
we were finished by the time the Queen came on and then we could put the TV up. And then Doctor Who at like five o'clock when you're having coffee and mince pies kind of thing. But uh, I've got my in-laws this year and they're not much TV people. So I don't think we'll be... Uh, and a Canadian. I have a Canadian. With yeah, do you want to explain that? Yeah, a friend of a friend. Uh, her daughter has come to Dundee University to study archaeology and anthropology. And uh, she's unable to go home for Christmas. So I'm taking her in. She would have been on her own with all of her flatmates are international students they're all going home so I'm taking her in for Christmas so we're going to have a bit of a Canadian Christmas this year I've, I've checked in with her family to see what food she normally eats and apparently it's an entire Christmas dinner put on her bread roll so <laughs> I look forward to witnessing that <laughs> not least a bit of turkey then no turkey or, or, or ham they normally have a ham <laughs> What about you, Gary, in terms of, like, is the tea... I suppose, you're, are you going around to your family this year? Are you... I'm going around to my sister. I mean, like, growing up, very similar to Dawn, we were an early Christmas eating dinner by about one o'clock, and yet Top of the Pops was always a thing, and then obviously the whole family would get together and watch the Queen's speech, which... I've noticed as well they're not calling it the King's speech. In your excellent article on the custardtv.com... Thank you, Gary. It's just called the King's Message... And is that because they don't want anyone to series link it and think they're showing the King's... The film, yeah. I think that's why... Some some places it's credited as the King's message and some places it's just credited as the King. Yeah. So... I, I suppose I'm looking forward, looking forward to his speech because, you know, it will be, it will be a, a new thing. You know, it's a new tradition. The Queen was the first to do them on television and on radio. So maybe... No, I think the... They were not... The Queen was the first televised, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, so it will be interesting. We would always tend to find a good Christmas film in the afternoon. Then we would always now end the evening with the, the Call the Midwife. Mm. Again, I'm looking forward to. I have to admit, despite the fact that it not being a show for Gary, I do love Call the Midwife. But I haven't kept up with the last series for one reason or another. So I'm hoping the Christmas special will stand on its own and not feature lots of people that I don't recognise. And I'm sure it probably will. But yeah, apart from that, I think very similar to Dawn, some of the stuff I'll be seeking out are kind of the old things. I think it shows that perhaps this year there doesn't appear to be a great amount of standout single programmes or specials that actually people are seeking out some of the older ones. I couldn't tell you what, I mean, other than the soaps, which I'm sure we're coming on to, what are the big event programmes on BBC or ITV this year? Uh, ITV have got Dot Martin, the final ever Dot Martin, Anton Deck's Limitless Win. That wasn't. That was an okay program. And BBC basically do it. You know, EastEnders is their central headlining show, which it has been really for f- several years now. And apart from that, they've got Strictly. They've got The Wheel. I think there's something else in there as well. Uh, Call the Midwife, as you mentioned, and Mrs. Brown's Boys. So a lot of old steady favourites, really. Now, Mo, in America, do you have the set? You know, what's the Christmas TV schedules like over there? Well, to be to be perfectly honest, uh, there's typically a Christmas Day parade, which is always big. Some sort of sporting event. Pretty much, the NBA has a, a big basketball game on Christmas Day, and then honestly, it's just a lot of holiday movies on various channels. It's not as structured as like what you would you have on your itv or your bbc the american soaps if christmas falls during the week some of them will have a christmas day episode uh like days of our lives for instance they're really famous for having their christmas episodes and showing ornaments this one family the hortons they have like a whole ceremony about putting hanging their ornaments on the trees and so forth and I, i look forward to that but typically, we're not really built around a schedule like you all have. For me, in the before times, meaning before Chibnall era, you know, my whole Christmas was built around Doctor Who. <laughs> and when that would be available for me to watch, of course, the soap, especially with EastEnders, uh, you know, I always got to watch that Christmas death or break up. That's prime Christmas gold. I will say Christmas Day. I have a feeling I'm going to be watching The Witcher Blood Origin, a few episodes of that, (laughs) on Christmas Day. When The Witcher came out, I binged more than half 
of that first season on Christmas Day. My mother and who the one and my mother in law at the time, she was just kind of like watching me and like kind of gawking. And and my my wife was just like sort of slightly eye roll, rolling her eyes. But you know, I know I'm going to um, probably be watching The Witcher Blood Origin a bit. Certainly Coronation Street, EastEnders. So how um, do you watch those Mo the British soaps? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I have a okay. friend. <laughs> and VPN is perfectly legal that he can sign up for a VPN find a British site well, that too you know I, I, have, <laughs> I, have a, I have a few friends you know who, who I, I do have a few friends okay, uh, I'll yeah. just leave it at that yeah. um, special, but I do get it the a, same a special thing. streaming service that's exclusive to Mo we'll leave it at yeah, um, it, 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 yeah it, it's exclusive yeah. it's from his uncle Dom <laughs> Are you looking forward to EastEnders and Corrie? You said, yeah, I'm. I'm definitely looking forward because, because to me, that that is a tradition. Um, it's been a tradition for uh, many years. I'm glad that next year we'll be. I'll be able to go. We'll be able to kind of schedule my my Christmas day around Doctor Who, like I used to. Which, you know, I I will say. In times when I felt like there was like some family issues and so forth, um, especially the first Christmas my mother passed, Doctor Who and Easterners and so forth. That really got me through that Christmas because that was something for me to really latch on to for the Doctor Who was the Runaway Bride episode. And I watched that thing multiple times that Christmas. So to me, it it doesn't feel like Christmassy without being able to have that option. And obviously Eastenders, they're building up to Danny Dyer's exit, aren't they? Have you got (laughs) any any predictions about what might happen to him? Do you think he'll die? Because they filmed some stunts, haven't they, with him and Janine? If he dies, I mean, it will be yet another "quote unquote" husband of Janine's that she has murdered. Did she murder Barry, or did he slip? <laughs> I'm, I'm a little bit behind. Janine's married to Danny Dyer's character. Well, oh, she's getting married to. Him. She's getting married to him. That's been the big. So <laughs> I'm so. Look at it. I mean, Gary Mary the Punk and Lofty came back the other week. That's more your area, isn't it? <laughs> I read that. I almost watched Doc's funeral. I mean, I'm assuming Dr. Leg was there as well. You know. No, he da- he's dead. The actor and the character. I think the actor died just after or just before June Brown this year. I could have done a double funeral, you know. So... <laughs> Look, now, we got you got Roxy Roddy with that double mess. <laughs> yeah, I just I just like when Mo talks about the British soaps. I don't know why. And what's what's going on on Corey? Go on, let us know. What's the big well, story? Well, you know, I'm, I'm I'm even further behind on Corey. Yeah. I really haven't watched Corey in. Um, oh man, I, haven't, I don't think I've watched Corey this month. I've oh. got to do some homework on Corey. I'm I'm, I'm slipping on Corey. Um, <laughs> I know it must be a wedding theme. I mean, there's a big build up for one character. Uh, uh character Fizz and Tyrone. They're supposed to be getting married. I think both of those characters will still be alive come Boxing Day. I, I have to do a little bit more catching up when it comes okay. to um, Corey. Okay, well, we'll get your full reviews at some point. I'm sure I will ask you the next time you're on the podcast. What about you, Matt? What's your kind of Christmas day? We will... Te- I mean, this year it'll just be me, my mum and my stepdad, and we will probably you know, see what's on. We'll probably catch up on any of the quizzes that we... Because, you know, we follow... Uh, House of Games and University Challenge. Yeah. Um, I know there's the Mortimer and White House Gone Fishing is on Christmas Eve, so we might watch that. But we will sort of maybe stick to the schedules. I mean, me and my mum will be watching EastEnders. And then we're going to uh, my brother's on Boxing Day to see my nieces. So, um, But we are quite traditional in that we will look around to see if anything is on, if there's a film or something like that. Are you the kind of person that in the old days would get the marker and the Radio Times and highlight the programme? I wouldn't. I don't think I'd mark. I, I I don't know who would marker. Were either of you markers? Yes. Yeah, I was back in the day as what? well. I'd probably just re- memorise what I wanted to watch, I suppose. But the thing was, is that you got two weeks' work. So unless you're met a bit, and this, we're going back to pre-internet days here mm. as well. Yeah. You I would get a marker and say, right, or ring it and say, yeah, because also as well, this is when you had to program video recorders and things like that before you could just press a button and have lots of catch up. But I suppose catch up kind of means like, you know, you don't want to watch. I mean, I remember last year, one of my niece or nephew were a little bit grumpy about going to bed. So we got called the midwife started, pressed pause, dealt with that and then caught up. And to me, mm. 
feel like we watched it any different. I suppose more, more, more and more people would do that, just, you know, watch it when they want to watch it. Don, you mentioned Top of the Pops. Have you been watching them sort of since, like, recent times, or was this more back in the day? Oh, back in the day, yeah. 70s, 80s, yeah. We kind of lost the thread, I think, about 2000, probably. But, yeah, I mean, it was essential viewing uh, when we were young. And speaking of video recorders, when we first got a video recorder, which was 1986, one of the first things that we began recording was my brother recorded Top of the Pops every week. So he had, like, five years' worth of Top of the Pops. He doesn't have it now. And, of course, now there's all the problem with uh, licensing. A lot of them are not available to watch now. So it's a shame he should have kept them. <laughs> I vividly remember an argument breaking out one Christmas day uh, about TLC's No Scrubs because my brother was very angry about that and said it's very anti-men and he didn't like it. <laughs> and I, being a feminist, was defending it. So, you know, there's nothing like a good Christmas argument over top of the pop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we did review last year the 1996 Top of the Pops, which if you have not seen, is worth seeking out. I don't know if it's still up on YouTube, but... Hosted by the Spice Girls. All right. Yes. Uh, features Mo cameo from Steve McFadden at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> what was the Christmas number one? Was Spice, it Spice Girls. Spice Girls. <laughs> oh, okay. To become one, I believe. Yes, that. Because uh, they've just finished showing the 1993 series on BBC Four. So I saw the 1993 Christmas special. If anyone remembers 1993 Christmas number one, Dawn probably knows. He's uh, 17. No, that's 94. So we're looking at Cliff, aren't we? No. No. I think Cliff's like 91, 92, yeah, I think. 88 and 90s, Cliff. We're not yet in Blobby territory, are we? We are in Blobby territory. Oh! 1993 was Blobby. Of course it was. Very resentful take that were on the show because that I think everyone thought that Babe would Babe, be the yeah. the Christmas number one because it re-entered Mr Blobby was number one and then Babe knocked it off but then Mr Blobby came back for Christmas and it's an awful song as well but that episode also had uh, the Bluebells doing Young at Heart with like a sort of furry like toy dog where they one of them said a dog is for life not just for Christmas at one point I don't know it. <laughs> if, if that jogs any memories for Dawn at all. And they are, just to put a line under these top of the pop thread, BBC4 are showing some classics, I believe, this week. I don't know if there's one on tonight, but I, I know that there's some classics uh, over the next week. Is there anything else standing out to you that, you know, you might seek out? I mean, I know, Dawn, myself and you have watched Christmas Carol on Sky yeah. and we'll be reviewing it on the next podcast. Uh, is there anything else there? I know Gary's got the list up. Is there anything else there that? Well, I'll I'll be watching. Uh, I hate Susie too. Mm. Oh yeah, we we our podcast reviewing that. Me, Mo, and Sophie. We watched the first episode and reviewed that. I have subsequently finished that, and it is excellent. So that will be there's my review. <laughs> but so yeah, watch it, Mo. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I definitely have planned on on watching yeah. it. Um, but the other probably, you know, I've got so much stuff to go back and watch. Yeah. That, I mean, mm. I haven't even watched, for instance, the nineteen twenty three, um, the Helen, the Helen Mirren, Harrison Ford, Yellowstone prequel series. Yeah, because Yellowstone is a massive thing over there, isn't it, Mo? And here, it's sort of trickled in. We've got Paramount Plus now. I think Channel 5 was showing it, or 5 USA, for the longest time, but it's not something uh, that I've ever picked up on. I don't know about either Gary or Dawn. Hold on. I have just found the Top of the Pops review of the year 2022, but it's not on till, I think, the day after Boxing Day. No, it's on the day. Is it not on Christmas Eve? Uh, I'm trying to work back. Yeah, it's on Christmas Eve. I mean, that's that's a tragedy that it's on that late. I don't think there's any like live performances though, Gary. I think it's literally just a best of the year sort of thing. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to the Cleaner Christmas special. Mm. Oh, yeah, I do like that. I do like Greg Dyke. No, uh, you mean Greg Davis? Davis, sorry, Dyke's the boss, isn't he? I forgot about <laughs> uh, BBC. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward. To, I want to watch. Eight, is it 1899? The sort of horror stroke mystery series that's on Amazon. I've been the, no uh, Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. Yeah, the three of us reviewed. Yeah, yeah. and then I also have 
and or the Disney Plus series which people have been telling me is good and, and worth having saved up for watching a few episodes in a row. So I think I will be binging a few box sets over Chris over the Christmas period as well. Highly recommend Andor. And I think the strategy of binging really works, particularly as you 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 maybe lump together the first three. It's probably best to watch it in in, in chunks because there's like a, a story arc um, for it's kind of broken up, maybe about I'd say like about four story arcs. Okay, good. Gary, I mean, you um, mentioned there some things to watch. We are doing our best of the year, hopefully. Dawn and Mo have both submitted their top 10 lists. I did ask Gary, but he doesn't think that he's watched 10 shows this year. What have you watched? Because I know you've been on the podcast several times, haven't you? And we've talked about some shows that you have enjoyed. Did you go back to any of them, do you think? like? Well, I, I did finish House of the Dragon. Yep. Uh, the Game of Thrones prequel, and I did really enjoy that. I did get a little bit annoyed by the time jumps, and I think we talked about that in our prequel because we knew they were coming. We talked about that when we did the first two episodes. I didn't much to mind the, the recasting of some of the main characters. What I didn't like was some of the bits that you didn't get explained in the jumps and the children that just kept turning up. And I know they could easily have done a previously flashback with a little bit of interceding or something. I really did enjoy the Lord of the Rings program. I carried on with that. I thought that was good. I wasn't a big fan of the reveal, but it wasn't the worst. No spoilers here. Um, apart from that, I've tried a lot of shows this year and not got anywhere with them. So some of the things we recorded, I mean, admittedly, you did give me some Channel 5 Gloss, so I didn't go back to that. I did watch The Split. Mm-hmm. People cry at this point because he hates it probably. Uh, but I wanted to see how it ended up, and I quite like it. I tried things like that. What was the one where they were bomb diffusers? Trigger uh, point? Trigger point I didn't like. I couldn't get behind Martin Freeman's awful Liverpool accent. Which oh, got... it wasn't awful. <laughs> it was so... Mo, stick up for the responder. You like that. Yeah, I re... no, <laughs> really. I, I'm surprised, Gary, that you didn't like the responder, because, I mean, I thought there was a lot of tension there. Martin Freeman... His character went through so many emotions. If you look at Martin Freeman from The Responder and the Martin Freeman you get in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, you know, you can really see Martin Freeman as his, his wide range of acting skills. But no, no, no. I, I, I think five episodes, there's not a whole lot of fat on The Responder at all. If anything, there's, there's several little side stories that you want to pick up on. I, I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, and I, I think it's more an indication of my changing television now that I'm not being, you know, demanded to watch so much television. <laughs> His Majesty. Um, I, I just don't watch as much incidental television. I save things on the hard drive and go back and have a look at them. Mm. And recently went through, and as I say, the responder just didn't click with me. I, and, and as you say, maybe five episodes. I gave up after episode two, maybe too soon. But it, it is what it is. I think the other thing, I, I set myself a task of trying to catch up on Marvel movies this year, trying to watch all the ones I hadn't watched, because you mentioned Black Panther 2. And I've done that, and I've tried to watch some of the television series, but WandaVision is just too confusing, and the others are just a bit too dull. And I found that watching recaps on YouTube filled in the storyline for me, more than actually watching the shows. I, You know, the, film, the films are good, most of them. So I, I kind of just tried to catch up with that, although I haven't tackled the second Doctor Strange movie because I've heard it's confusing. That's my brain. So, so Gary, you did not appreciate She-Hulk. She-Hulk, yeah. That's oh, that. so you haven't seen She-Hulk. Okay, so so I, I think you you may like She-Hulk, um, or at yeah. least certain aspects of She-Hulk, uh, the breaking of the fourth wall and so forth. Surprise you, you know, with Oscar Isaac on Moon Knight with the split personalities and again, and, again just I mean, the, the, to me, the problem with the Moon Knight character was how bad it was in Ant Man Two and how bad a film Ant Man Two was. Well, hold 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 on hold on, <laughs> Moon Knight. You know, it, 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 it's literally been like a a totally separate. It's it's more like insulated. I'm not as enthused to watch it because the character wasn't any good in the film. When was Moon Knight in a film? Wasn't Moon, wasn't Moon Knight in Ant-Man 2? No. Thought it was. It looked the same on the picture. No, sir. No, sir. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. No, no, no. Moon Knight has not been in any of the films. Oscar Isaac has his character. 
Okay. You him. were watching Star Wars, Gary. Oscar Isaac's in Star Wars. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. He was no, no, no. He was not. But Gary, in terms of like any Gary Goes West shows, I mean, did you watch Stranger Things? Did you watch all of it? Oh yeah, series. Yeah. I, I mean, I must admit, I thought the the later episodes were very long, so it was harder to watch them as a television experience. You more had to say, right, I'm going to set aside two hours, watch it like a film particularly the last episode. But I think the other problem with Stranger Things, and I think this was the thing, is I think it was it was the most spoiled out there. So if you weren't watching it at the speed it came out, and I think we discussed this when we talked about it, didn't it all come out in, in two blocks? Yeah. So if you weren't watching it at the speed that some of the others were watching it, your chances of being brought... I mean, that, that Metallica scene off the bus at the end was spoiled for me long before I ever got to watch it. The Max thing with the, the Kate Bush... Yeah, spoiled. I that, believe it was on Gogglebox, was it not? Probably, but I think I think it was very talked about on the internet, and I know there was a lot of people that. I mean, we were saying it would be much more beneficial of an episodic release. Build that tension, give it a week. The episodes are quality; they don't need to be released in one go. Gary, in terms of what do, what streaming services do you subscribe to at the moment? I think I've got oh, the, so the only other one that I've got that I don't have a subscription to now was Apple TV, and I really enjoyed the Foundation series. It's a, um, a book series that I love. I read the books almost every year, created by one of the greatest writers ever, Isaac Asimov. And the film series, the book series was very good on Apple TV. They pumped enough money into it to make it look realistic, but they didn't go overboard. The acting was good. That They adapted the stories. There were some complaints because they changed the gender of some of the characters, and I really don't care. You know, I remember the outcry when they did it in Battlestar Galactica, and it did not matter all these people that say it should be like that just need to get a life you know watch the series and judge it on the actors and actresses that's different but don't you know don't don't blame them and it happened with the dune film as well they changed the character gender and it's just silly but i think with regards to kind of like streaming services that i've got i mean i've got netflix but i think that one's probably going to go soon i think i've got a link to sky and i think once it runs out i won't renew Disney Plus has been my probably my most watched because I'm also going through the Orville, which I'm finding excellent. Yay! Mm, yes. Orville fan. Yes. First couple of episodes, which try and be space humor, and you get into the character stuff, and you get into and there's a bit of a glitch in the second series where they replace a major character, and it takes a little while to settle down again. But I'm at the end of series two, and it's just getting good again. I know I've got another series on. Disney Plus, so I'm looking forward to it. That's my kind of like my tea time comedy at the moment. Although I know it's not comedy. That's my, you know, Big Bang Theory, Friends, Simpsons thing that I would watch and switch, you know, kind of watch and have my dinner with. So is there anything, guys, that we think Gary might like that he hasn't mentioned, that he hasn't seen? I know, obviously, Mo's recommended like three Marvel shows <laughs> already. <laughs> well, well, actually, what I was going to ask, I was curious, has Gary watched any, like, procedural-ish net U.S. network shows? Because I remember you used to sample a few of those, you know. I did, but the honest answer is no, because I don't know that all of them are making them over here. Making yeah, them over. unless you've got Sky Witness. That is where they all end up now, Sky Witness. And, and the problem with it, most of them, from what I understand, are, are based in Chicago. Uh, <laughs> uh, or involve the FBI. I mean, the only other one that I know I need to watch this year, it's not a procedural, is the Wire sequel. Is it We Own This City? Or, is that well, right? it's not a sequel, but it's... It's good as a sequel. I need to watch that, but I want to give that some time. That didn't really get, you know, any note... That no. was any notices, you know. It's sort of, that's something that sunk without a trace, really. It was a bit like, and I know you liked it, it was a bit like Treme. Yeah. The next great series by David Simon, but... It didn't really connect. I know you watched it, but but yeah, but Treme was something completely different. This is yeah, this is he's going police in Baltimore. I mean, unless you can. How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com gift. Here in Key West, we were out 
before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. I'll say there are really good ones out there. I, I tried to get into New Amsterdam, but struggled as well. All it made me do was go, oh, it's not quite as good as ER, is it? Dawn, are there any other shows that you think, like, knowing what Gary likes, is there anything else that you... Uh... Well, I wouldn't say it's particularly in Gary's wheelhouse, but Luke will thank me if I mentioned the beer. Oh, I was going to mention the bear as well. Yeah, that I would recommend. On that. Disney it's, Plus. And it's short. It's, what, 25-minute episodes, even though it's a drama, which is really unusual. And it is one that you want to binge. You know, once you're watching it, it captures you, and it, but it's really character-based. And, and make sure you've eaten first, because it will yes. make you very hungry. It's all set in a kitchen, in like a sandwich diner. I'm assuming you watched Sandman, Gary? No, I'm not a oh. Gaiman fan. I'm not a Neil Gaiman You're fan. Not a Gaiman, okay. No. Oh, what about Picard? Well, the problem is they've moved Picard. They moved it to a streaming service that I don't yeah. have. So ah. I, I did like the very first series, and I loved both series. All that I've watched Star Trek Discovery, but then they moved it to Paramount. It's all on Paramount Plus, and I decided that I wanted to watch the stuff on Apple TV first. Yeah, I'd like to use a Paramount Plus to catch up on those shows. I know the second series of Picard, from what I get, was was kind of more critically downplayed, but a lot of Trekkies liked it. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I thought it was... And I know there was even a new Star Trek that I was asked to comment on, and I watched the first clip of it. Again, it's not available over here as far as I know, apart from probably on Paramount Plus. Have you tried uh, Pluto? TV because my understanding is that at some point they, they were showing those Star Trek shows on Pluto TV on like a dedicated pl- a channel. I ha- I haven't tried Pluto because I don't really understand how legally. <laughs> well, my 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 understanding is, is it's just like it's just literally like a streaming channel. It's on like your devices or whatever. It's yeah. It, it, I'm not sure how they can show. I'm not, I don't know is the honest answer. I have Pluto is owned by Paramount. Oh, okay. So, so, so they have a dedicated – over here, they have like a dedicated channel where they will show some of the episodes of their Paramount Plus originals or the Showtime stuff just to kind of hook you in. And I know that at one point because there was an issue when Amazon was showing the, the Star Trek shows and when and, – and outside of North America, when it moved over and Paramount Plus was starting to launch, there was such an outcry that my understanding that there was a dedicated Pluto TV channel so they could air that to help with the transition. So that's why I was mentioning Pluto TV. Well, there you go, Gary. You can research that after. (laughs) The the honest answer is I've got Sky Plus and I've got on here, I've got an app for Disney Plus, Netflix, Amazon, Apple TV, Paramount, when you sign up, even Lionsgate Plus, which I must have a look because I did. That used to be Stars Play. Oh, in which case I'll avoid it like the plague. And and so Peacock as well. So, and I know there were several things worth watching on that. Yeah, I mean, I've started rewatching the X Files again because, like, you know, <laughs> there appears to be some, some gaps in my knowledge and it's all available on Disney Plus. So I think that's the problem is there is such a wealth of stuff out there that I could theoretically just stay on streaming can i tell you my greatest uh, x-files achievement the episode ice from season one yes i, I had to write a description of it and i wrote it in uh, to the tune of winter wonderland and it was in the arctic folks are dying so our agents do some spying oh. worms come from mars paranoia at large in the x-files remake of the thing there's <laughs> <laughs> my christmas party piece some parody singing from Dawn Glenn, who has yeah. stolen Gary's gimmick. Well, no, I, I, I think I've handed over the mantle there completely <laughs> uh, of singing on the podcast becoming Dawn's thing, not mine. <laughs> as good as it is to sort of wallow in the 90s, let's get back to this year. <laughs> And um, that's your, uh, that's the end of your autobiography, Matt. 
following <laughs> in the 90s. Well, I do that every Friday night when I watch uh, Top of the Pots. But Dawn, is, you've been on the podcast uh, with us quite a lot this year. What have you thought generally to the standard of, of TV this year? I think it's um, too good, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much I still haven't seen. I mean, I reviewed a lot. I mean, there was, I would say, probably half and half of what I reviewed, I've watched to completion. Yeah, this Channel 5 drama is not so much. Yeah. Um, sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry, Channel 5. <laughs> I think comedy is brilliant. I think there was a gap for a long time in the American comedy. It just wasn't enough coming out of America. Sitcom, well, not sitcoms, but you know what I mean, half-hour comedy. And I think the past couple of years, with Hacks and uh, Abbott Elementary. And I think they're coming up with new ones that will last. Minx, or R.I.P. <laughs> they are completing Minx filming, I saw. And yeah. Hoping somebody else will pick it up. So I'm thinking, how much money does it take to, to air it once it's been made? Surely they can do that. I loved mm. Minx. I thought it was fantastic. A great feminist, but just frankly funny show and a good a good gap filler for glue i would blame like accountants for minx's demise not uh and and corporate write-offs pinching pennies to somehow eke out you know billions of dollars in cost savings <laughs> so surely most of the cost is in the making of the show not the airing of the show yeah but it's some sort of corporate voodoo where you can write down the stuff that was commissioned by your predecessors uh, and they've got to do cost savings. It's what happened to that Batgirl film. It's what happened to a number of shows. Mm. Is it the so, Warner Brothers Discovery? Discovery. Yes. And, but they have the rights back to it and hopefully it'll get shopped around. Yeah, Lionsgate um, own it, I believe. Yeah. We could start a, uh, a GoFundMe for Dawn to start her own channel. Yeah. Just showing Minx. It had basically had the same fate as Glow, which had its final series yeah. cancelled after Monster Series. That was, yeah, that was a COVID issue. Uh, For me, a lot of shows went south when there was the writer's strike back in the 2000s. Jesus, <laughs> Gary, I said, let's keep it in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so for Dawn, far too much TV. Yeah. I, I, I still haven't seen Severance. I still haven't seen The White Lotus. I've almost finished Bad Sister, so I'm, I'm trying oh, to catch Oh, don't that. tell Luke that. It's like, she can't put her list in yet. She hasn't seen these programmes. <laughs> no. <laughs> Have you filled in the gaps of the patient now, Dawn? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, will I lie and, and, and make Luke happy? Because he was not at all happy with me. He sent me a message. I Dawn really has taken on your mantle, Gary, hasn't she? I've watched it all, Dawn, anyway, so there you go. I've seen I've I didn't <laughs> skip to the end. What about you, Mo? Are you in agreement? Far too much good stuff on this year. Yeah, it was like a fire hose, and like, you know, I can't take it all in. And I know I'm on Luke's naughty list for, you know, things I submitted and haven't finished, so I already know that. I will say that I really think that this was a really good year for the espionage drama. We've gotten a lot, you know, and, and not just slow horses and so forth, but there's just been a ton. Even Netflix has a new one, Treason, coming out on Boxing Day yeah. uh, with Charlie Cox, and I'm actually curious about that one. So if you like spook shows... 2022 was definitely the year for you. Gary, did you ever check out the rest of Slow Horses? Because you reviewed that with us. I, I, I allowed my Apple TV subscription to end not long after I finished Foundation. Yeah. Um, so no. And I know there's another second series. So I think the next the next the next streaming series I go back to will be will be Apple TV. So when there's nothing more that I want to watch on Disney Plus, but I probably want to get to the end of the Orville, I'll cancel that. And move over. I don't like to have more than one or two on the go at the moment. Yeah, no, um, everything I've got is on free. Disney Plus is running off the Tesco Club Card vouchers at the moment. Yeah, and I change email addresses. My net, my net, the only reason I've got Netflix is because of Sky, and the only reason I've got Amazon is because of the work account that I've got. There was an interest, well, two interesting articles on uh, the BBC uh, Media Centre where they've 
pointed out that they've got a lot of the most watched shows of the year in both dramatic and factuals. I mean, a lot of the most watched factual stuff is to do with the Queen. Two documentaries on BBC, The Unseen Queen and 70 Glorious Years. Second was the BBC's coverage of the Platinum Jubilee. And first, sadly, was the coverage of the funeral. It was very reminiscent of when Princess Diana passed away. You know, the amount of things that were cancelled. I think a lot of people were ready at that point for normal broadcasting to resume. It was a once in a lifetime kind of thing and, and, and a major television event. I believe yes. the funeral was even shown on the adult channels, if I remember. <laughs> I wouldn't know about that, Gary. I was on a cruise in Norway when it happened. So I, I don't know, but some people were telling me. You were. You were on a cruise in Norway, I remember. I was, yes. See, I thought that would end up as an espionage series because that sounds very much like a premise that Gary goes on a Norwegian cruise and there's a murder. <laughs> when you go on one of these things, they don't give you access to local television. So I was thinking, oh, great, maybe I'll get to watch a Scandi drama, but no. Did you get COVID or was there COVID? I, no, I, I had a COVID scare, so I ah. wasn't feeling well. And they said, right, we'll move you to isolation, tested me, and I was fine. The funny part about it was when they rang me the next day, I think they mistook me for a worker. So they said, are you okay to go back to work? And I went, well, I've still got four days of holiday left. And he went, oh, I'm really sorry. I thought you were one of the staff. So uh, they were like, are you ready to go back and serve? And I'm like, no. They got confused. But no, I, I, so I was in isolation for two days. Two um, Attenboroughs on here, Frozen Planet 2 and The Green Planet. And then the rest, uh, you've got stuff like Bake Off on Channel 4, which is the highest rated non-Queen thing this year. Nine million people watch that. I, I've given up on the Bake Off. I don't know why. And now I hear that they're losing presenters again. Matt Lucas. Yeah. I think basically he's got too much on. I think that was the general... That was the same problem with Sandy as well. It was trying to choose between QI and um, the Great British Bake Off and she chose QI, which I think was the... Right, so. I, I think that it's a big filming commitment. Yeah. It's like three, three, four months. So you can't do anything else in that time. And, you know, he obviously is doing Fantasy Football League now. I saw Prue Leith on something and she was saying he wanted to go back on the stage and stuff, which he can't do if he does the Bake Off. So I think it's one of those... And he he hosted them two of the series with during COVID times as well, weren't they? So it's yeah. you know he had to be in that bubble the entire time. And then uh, you've got Antiques Roadshow, uh, Gogglebox, and um, I'm sure something that Gary watches religiously, Bradley and Barney Walsh Breaking Dad. <laughs> I've seen an advert for it. That was enough. The dramas. Uh, just bear with me a moment. Will I sing again? No. Yes. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> Do a duet one day, Dawn. That'll blow Matt's <laughs> So, <laughs> So we've got... I'll, I'll do these in reverse order. Our House, with 8.2 million viewers. Silent Witness, which I believe was on over the summer. I've got that saved because I used to watch Silent Witness because they brought back the original... Was it Amanda Redman? Or Amanda something or other? Amanda Burton. That's it. They brought her back. So I've got that saved on the hard drive to watch. Uh, number eight, I know something that Dawn, Gary and myself reviewed, Sherwood. Yeah. Love Did you it. carry on with that? No, I didn't. Do you know why? Somewhere. <laughs> um... <laughs> you would have liked Sherwood, I think. It's the one set in Nottingham about minors' disputes and things mm. like that. Yeah, OK, yeah, that's saved somewhere, yeah. David Morrissey and Alan Armstrong, Leslie Manville. Did you watch that, Mo? Yeah, I've watched half of it. I haven't finished it. No. Okay. But you're planning to, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah, I, I, need, I do. It's one of those things I want to get back to because I, I did enjoy it. Well, it's, it's, hey, Luke isn't here. You don't have to feel bad about that kind of thing, all right? He's not here. <laughs> Can't hurt. I won't let him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we did my top 10 so, uh, of the year, so I loved it. Oh, well, we've already talked about this at number seven. Call the midwife. Hmm? Now, number six... One we oddly haven't covered on the podcast, despite it being a new show this year. I think it's just sort of fell in the gaps, but has been a massive hit. Uh, SAS Rogue Heroes. Has anyone watched that? 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I've, been... I've only watched the first episode. And I know my stepdad loved it. He binged it in one night. Yeah, my mom loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. I'm a bit surprised that this is a top, well, a top five show, but it seems to be a perennial hit. Death in Paradise. Yeah. That does not surprise me. They have a spinoff coming. It's popular over here. I mean, my public broadcasting station airs Death in Paradise episodes at least once a week as a part of its regular rotation on Saturday nights. And you can get it on like a number of the free streaming services, the free legal streaming services over here. So it doesn't surprise me. I mean, it's very sort of low stakes, really, isn't it? And I think it's one of those which is just... I mean, I think it started in 2011. So, you know, you're looking at 12 years now. It's been going on with various comic actors in the lead. Uh, number four, we've already discussed uh, The Responder with 9.5 million. Dawn, what did you make to it? Because we know what the others I, thought. I've never seen it. Not mm. a single second of it. <laughs> Another so, one there. Don't tell yeah. Luke. <laughs> I will not naturally tune in to police type stuff. It's not my go-to. So unless I've heard somebody, I, you know, somebody, as I say somebody I trust, that sounds awful. I don't trust Luke. No, I do. I just, it just passed me by. Just one of those ones. One, now I think, Gary, we reviewed this with Sarah. Uh, the Thief, His Wife and the Canoe was number three. Oh, yeah. I completely okay. forgot about that one. 10.1 million people watched that, apparently. I mean, the problem with that was because it was based on a true story. I mean, the thing that I said in the review was I know the end, so I didn't want to watch any more. It was okay. Was that like over a bank holiday weekend or something? Was there a It re- was sort of around Easter, I think. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't really say that quality-wise it deserves to be up there, but probably scheduling it might have done. Yeah. Did either of you watch it? Yeah, I enjoyed a good cast, so I would tune in for, for Monica the cast. Dolan. Yeah, I love Monica Dolan. Eddie Marsden. One oh. of those things where you just, you know, the finer details. I, I wasn't aware of the fact that they'd hidden it from their sons, and although, and then he, the the dad had then become a, like, it wasn't just a casual. Oh, they got caught in South America. He would got involved in get rich quick schemes there, so. It could have worked as a documentary, but as a, a, a drama. Okay, number two, we've also mentioned that Gary didn't like this trigger point. 10.9 million viewers. I can't really place it. I remember we we watched it and it was early on in the year. So if you're saying it was around sort of responder time, then I just... Uh, it, it definitely was. Yeah. yeah, it was definitely around that time. Is, so, is was... trigger point the Vicky McClure one? Yeah. What it was they said it's got Mickey McClure in it and it's got the other guy and they're great actors. <laughs> the other guy. And, and, and it was Adrian like, Luster is his name. Thank you. Like Vicky McClure is coming to ITV and I'm like, yeah. And I watched it and I was like, it was forced tension. So the idea was that they were bomb disposal and obviously you start, but then they started with a big bomb disposal scene in the first episode. So it's like, where do you go from here? And I know that Luke will say, ah, well, the bodyguard and all of that and things Body, like that. Bodyguard, he will say, Gary. The bodyguard's the film. <laughs> yeah, probably. But, like, so there's that, and it just it just felt like forced, like I was being forced into a feeling that I didn't want to have. Okay. And number one, a show I enjoyed, 11.4 million, is a show that a lot of people now have forgotten as well, because... It was. It started at the very start of the year, 
The Tourist. Did anyone watch The Tourist? I did watch the first episode. I it kind of ran, I remember it was at the beginning of the year. I ran hot and cold with me. You all you all you all wrong. But <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, well, I'll tell you why I didn't like it. I didn't like the fact that he had no memory and that it wasn't. So it was like it was. I felt like you were trying to piece together what was happening with him, and I didn't like that as a as a premise. It's really good, and I think if you went on with it, that you would really enjoy it because it takes it to some places, but it does play with that that memory thing and the uh, the female performance. I can't remember the actress's name, but the character was Helen Chambers, who was this um, Australian uh, traffic cop, and she was absolutely amazing. The only thing I would say with that is that they're bringing it back, and it had such a good ending. I remember having this discussion with me, you and Sarah, because there was another show at the time where they just announced the second series. Mm. Why? They announced at the same time that they were bringing back the Responder, Vigil, Time and The Tourist. Yeah. And we were a bit like, why are they bundling all of this news together? And I think you'd probably either just finished or you'd watched enough of The Tourist to know it was a strange decision. So, I mean, those are the, the, the shows that most people have watched, you know, British shows this year. It's an interesting mix, really. And it doesn't really, I mean, there are some like returning stuff and like the newer dramas. Most of them are sort of based sort of around a star name, I suppose. Yeah. Um, there's nothing really. Is there anything that you're surprised isn't there, Dawn? No, I can't, th- I can't think of anything. No. no. Peaky well, Blinders maybe would be the only one. Oh, yeah. What about Midsummer Murders? <laughs> Is that I cannot tell you if there was any new ones this year, Mo. You could probably tell me. It the came up yesterday, didn't it? I don't know mm. if it came up because they asked the question about which actress died by having a block of cheese fall on her head. Well, I got it completely right. Do you know the answer to that, Mo? Martin McCutcheon. <laughs> no. oh. Martin McCutcheon was the answer. Martin McCutcheon. So they were doing a round where you have to link things and. So that's what happened this year. Is there anything we're looking forward to next year in terms of TV? Gary, is there anything you're aware that's coming next year? Probably not. I mean, (laughs) if I'm honest, no. Uh, I'm so out of the loop these days. I mean, I've I've just started the second series of Avenue 5 on Sky, and I really like that. I think that is the smartest thing on television at the moment. So space comedies this year is basically your recommendation. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I, I, space comedy. I, I don't know. I mean, I know we've got to wait another year for House of the Dragon. There's no indication of when the Lord of the Rings second series will be on. So of things I've liked this year, next year is going to be a bit dick. Um, I'm going to have to uh, uh, pop off and take a phone call, guys. So I'm going to have to love you and leave you, I'm afraid. Okay. Thanks, really Gary. All right. Bye, Gary. <laughs> Gary's left the party early. <laughs> There's always one. <laughs> what about you, Dawn? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, our flag means uh, death coming to BBC at the start. You've not watched it, have you, at all? Because it's no. not been on, on the BBC. So it's a, have I have watched. not watched any show England illegally, ever. Thank you. <laughs> I'm really looking forward not to Not even a show about pirates. No. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> good omens too. I'm looking forward to that. And there's always shows and I, I forget. And I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot that's coming up. So I can't think of others, but I'm sure there well, are. Happy Valley, obviously. Yeah, Happy Valley, definitely. Yeah. Day. Oh, and um, oh, the one based on the game, Last of Us. Oh cool. yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking Cluedo, Monopoly. <laughs> 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 Because my husband loves that game, and so I've watched the game being played. I haven't actually played it. You know, I love a zombie I, thing. So I believe 16th of January that. And, and yeah. Mo? Yeah, d- The Last of Us is definitely on my list because it's coming really soon. Succession is returning mm. in the Yay. spring. Good Omens. Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, The Mandalorian. I, forgot, I knew that. The Mandalorian is, is coming back in the spring. Um, and then... I'm kind of curious about the Party Down, the new season of mm. Party Down that's that's supposed to be coming. So there's a handful of things. Apart from those, I think uh, Ted Lasso could be next oh, yeah. year. 
Is that the last series? I think that's the final season. Yeah. I know there's another Hacks coming. Another Big Boys is coming, isn't it? So there's a lot that I enjoyed that's coming back. Uh, The Bear as well. But we're never sure when a lot of these things are coming. We know Succession's going to be, I think, like April, if I'm right in that. But yeah, so I I think we need to end with a story that Dawn told me uh, off air on the last podcast we recorded. In terms of like New Year stuff, Mo, I always watch. uh, Are you aware of Jules Jules Holland's Hootenanny? No, I'm not. No. So do you know who Jules Holland is? No, sadly. (laughs) You're not the the Anglophile I thought you were, Mo. So he's a he was a musician, wasn't it? Was he in Squeeze? Yes, Squeeze. And then he became a, a presenter, has a sort of uh, late night BBC Two music show called Later with Jules Holland. So it's like live music. It's a lot of like indie bands and things like that and sort of alternative world music, that sort of thing. And then he does a New Year's special every year called The Hootenanny, which um, has like a collection of, of guests, sort of older new musical acts. And that's on sort of BBC Two from like half past 11 into the early hours of New Year's Day. Obviously, we also have our Big Ben fireworks and stuff like that. I mean, do you have a lot over there, Mo, in terms of New Year stuff? Probably like the various countdown shows. Yeah. Those are probably the biggest thing. I I feel like sports really does dominate the programming schedule, just various Mm. championships and with American football, you know, because those seasons are kind of winding down, whether it's college or the NFL. Yeah, because we have a lot of like musical specials. There's always a Graham Norton on. There's always a last leg on. So, you know, like comedy and music, there's like a big lot of on New Year's. In England, Dawn, because in Scotland... Yes, it's different. Sometimes you get a, like a Graham Norton sort of live, well, allegedly live thing on, on BC One over midnight. But we have our own show in Scotland, BC Scotland. Uh, we have the Hogmanay special, usually presented by Jackie Bird, who is a Beats in Scotland newsreader, or former Beats in Scotland newsreader. It's supposed to be like a house party, which I suppose uh, Jules Hootenanny is as well. Uh, and inevitably, it will involve Ali, Mc- Ali Bain, uh, I was going to say Ali McBeal, no. Uh, Ali Bain and Phil Cunningham playing the fiddle and the accordion with some good old uh, Scottish country music. There will always be a Scottish pop star singing a song. Inevitably, Katie Tunstall, Amy McDonald, or occasionally Paolo Nutini doing her best. Sometimes the performers, yes. <laughs> and uh, then just before midnight, we have a sombre moment where you we see a glass of whiskey on the cannon at Edinburgh Castle. And we have a sad song where we all have a little cry over the, the year that's passed and, oh, you know, think about things. Uh, before, right before the uh, big fireworks at midnight, and then of course uh, some odd lang Are you getting some FOMO there, Mo? Over not being able <laughs> yeah, to actually, see yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, wow. I mean, man, I start. You know, maybe I should do a Google search on uh, like flights to Scotland. And... <laughs> we'll just do the exclusive most streaming service, and I'll I'll make sure you can watch it. <laughs> Thank if you. you will, if you will allow me one more pun with your name, Mo. Hogmonay. Yay! Hog- <laughs> Thank- thanks, guys, for um, being here. Uh, again, very sort of ad hoc. I put a message out today to our sort of conglomerate and some people couldn't make it but appreciate uh dawn and mo for for joining and for staying gary and um, <laughs> certainly we will be back at the weekend because myself and dawn have recorded a um an episode that will probably be out sort of wednesday thursday uh reviewing christmas carol as we mentioned christmas ghost story Vicky McClure in Without Sin and Martin Compton in Mayflies. We should have at some point our end of the year show with a croaky Luke uh, if he is available. And then our first episode of the new year where we will be covering the aforementioned Happy Valley and uh, our flag means death. So everyone have a very Merry Christmas. We will speak to you at some point before the new year. 
and uh, goodbye. Bye. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.